Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the On the Road podcast once again from uh, Living Loud Outdoors. We're in Missouri, freezing today. All that roar you're hearing, I'm in the body shop. I ain't going outside to record today. It's too stinking cold out there, and it's going down. And on top of that, I got a cold. So I am going to share something with you today that's mostly scripture. I'll add some thoughts into it, but I found this quite interesting, and I think the sequence of scripture here, I hope, speaks to you, I hope it speaks to you loudly, actually, because um, I think it's very important. I, I titled this today, Consequences. Um, the, the, the fact that, that I've told people a lot of times, there's always going to be consequences. No matter whether it's good or bad in this life, our choices are going to reflect in consequences. There are many who choose to live their life loose, free, um, feeling that they'll skate in under the wire, maybe. But I want to ask you a question. Are you willing to risk it? Now, I want you to check out some scripture here before you answer that. We're going to go to Romans chapter 1. We're actually going to look at a little bit out of Romans 1, 2, and 3 today. But Romans chapter 1, verse 18 through 22, and I'm going to bring this out of the Amplified Version. Starting with verse 1, it says, For God does not overlook sin. And the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who in their wickedness suppress and stifle the truth. Because that which is known about God is evident within them in their inner consciousness, for God made it evident to them. Listen, we understand when things are right or wrong. We know that. We have this inner sense, this inner consciousness that God put in us, and we know what's right or what's wrong, and we know what's in right standing with him and what's not. If, if not, we need to discover that soon. It goes on to say, For ever since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through his workmanship, all his creation, the wonderful things that he has made, so that they who fail to believe and trust in him are without excuse and without defense. Listen, you fail to trust in God. You fail to believe in, in the creator after seeing everything that's being created around you. After watching this world and seeing the, the things that God has created and how it functions, you're fooling yourself. That's exactly what he says. You fail to, to see this or without excuse. You don't have an excuse and no defense. For even though they knew God as the creator, they did not honor him as God or give thanks for his wondrous creation. On the contrary, they became worthless in their thinking, godless with pointless reasoning and silly speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. How many times have you talked to someone and you've tried to talk to them about your faith, and, and they've been you, you, you've seen them respond with this pointless reasoning or these silly speculations? I've seen it a lot. Now it goes, it finishes this, this piece of this chapter one with, Claiming to be wise, they become fools. Now let's jump over to chapter 2. This is Romans chapter 2. We're going to look at verse 1 through 5. Starting with verse 1, it says, Therefore, because of this, you have no excuse or justification. Every one of you hypocritically judges and condemns others, for in passing judgment on another person, you condemn yourself. Because you who judge from a position of arrogance or self-righteousness are habitually practicing the very same things which you denounce. 
man, that that's a mouthful and really needs to be looked at closely. You really need to get into this word and read some of this stuff. And we know that the judgment of God falls justly and in accordance with truth on those who practice such things. God's going to judge. He's going to judge justly. And, and this arrogance or self-righteousness, this habitually practicing of these things, he's going to work on. Excuse me. But you think this, O oh man, when you judge and condemn those who practice such things and yet do the same yourself, that you will escape God's judgment and elude his verdict? Or do you have no regard for the wealth of his kindness and tolerance and patience in withholding his wrath? Do you have no regard for God? Do you have no regard for his wealth of his kindness, the, the tolerance and the patience that he's had with us? Are you actually unaware or ignorant of the fact that God's kindness leads you to repentance? That is, to change your inner self, your old way of thinking, and to seek his purpose for your life. God's kindness, his patience, and his putting up with us is literally leading us to a place of repentance. It's where we could be in a place of repentance, to seek his purpose for our life. But because our callous stubbornness and unrepentant heart, you are deliberately storing up wrath for yourself on the day, the wrath, when God's righteous judgment will be revealed. What can we do about this? How, how can we, so what can we do in regard to what we've just read? So we're going to jump to Romans chapter 3, verse 21 through 26. And it says, but now the righteousness of God has been clearly revealed independently and completely apart from the law though it is actually confirmed by the law and the words and writings of the prophets. This righteousness of God comes through faith in Christ Jesus for all those, Jew or Gentile, who believe and trust in him and acknowledge him as God's son. So the righteousness of God comes through faith in Christ, acknowledging him as God's son. There is no distinction since all have sinned and continually fall short of the glory of God. And are being justified, declared free of the guilt of sin, made acceptable to God, and granted eternal life as gift by his precious, undeserved grace through the redemption, the payment for our sin, which is provided. In Christ Jesus, whom God displayed publicly before the eyes of the world as a living, giving, a life-giving sacrifice of atonement and reconciliation by his blood to be received through faith. This was to demonstrate his righteousness, which demands punishment for sin. Because in his uh, forbearance, his deliberate restraint, he passed over the sins previously committed before Jesus' crucifixion. It was to demonstrate his righteousness at the present time, so that he would be just and the one who justifies those who have faith in Christ and rely confidently on him as a Savior. Listen, our faith puts us in a position that God justifies us. It's, it's through our faith in Christ. It's through our surrender to him that we're justified in the eyes of God. It's Jesus' blood covering our sin. He, he, we're, we're, we're not worthy of any of this. We're, not, we're certainly not worthy of any of this. It's, it's, but it comes time to be a, a fully surrendered to Jesus Christ, to stop playing these church games and to actually sell out. Any other option is putting, your, putting you at risk of God's wrath. Is, is it worth it? Is the risk actually worth it? I, I think not. I don't, I don't think that any of us could truly say 
that by living our life our way and then just hoping that maybe there's a few minutes at the end of our life where we can say, oh, hey, God, you know, uh, can you forgive me for all this and, 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 and skate it under that wire. The Bible says that our life is like a vapor. It's like a fog. It's here for a moment and then it's gone. It, it, there's no guarantees of a tomorrow. There's no guarantees of us this afternoon or the evening. We have to begin to look at life and live life according to God's word. Uh, my buddy Al here at this body shop and I got into a discussion yesterday, and, and we talked about knowing knowing the end of the book. We know how the story ends. We know what it says at the end of the book, and we win, right? But there's way more to it than knowing just about the end of the story. We, we've got to somehow live before the story ends. We've, we've got to be who God called us to be. He did not call us to sit like a bump on a pickle and wait for the end to come. He gave us a calling. He gave us a purpose. He gave us reasoning, and we're to go into all the world and preach the gospel. And and that's and we discussed this. That's not the Great Commission. That go into all the world and preach the gospel isn't the Great Commission. What the Great Commission is is let's make disciples of all nations. Jesus, Jesus literally said, go into all the world and preach the gospel and make followers of all people groups. That's the Great Commission. You know, we can go and we can preach. I can go and I can preach. You can go and you can preach. But if you don't make followers, if you're not if you're not leading people, if you're not if you're not teaching them to follow Christ, if you're not discipling them, you've missed out on the Great Commission because that's truly what it is. It's not just about the going and it's not just about the preaching of the word. It is literally about leading others to a life with Christ, showing them the path, showing them the narrow gate, showing them the narrow trail. You know, the wide is the path that leads to destruction. Narrow is the gate that leads to righteousness. It's, it's going to be tough. It's going to be rough. But, but we have to live our life accordingly. People need to see us live according to the word of God so that they'll follow us into the light and not away from it. Amen? That's where we're at today. Consequences. There's consequences for everything we do, good or bad. And I'm asking you today not to be risky, not to risk your life until the end. Be who God called you to be today so that you can do his bidding on this earth. We are here to prepare the way for the coming king. In doing so, we are to create a path that others will follow. You need to lead. You, 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 can't, be, you can't be a good leader unless you're a good follower. So, you, so you've got to learn to follow the Lord, and then you can lead others as well. Amen? That's what he's calling us to today. And I pray that somebody gets something out of this. I'd encourage you. Go back and read Romans 1, 2, and 3. Read the whole chapters. There's so much in there. I could have spent a lot of time there today, and maybe I should have spent more, but I don't like doing that on these little soundbite podcasts. I want you to catch the highlights and then go back and look for yourself. Study that out. See what God speaks to you in the midst of that. Romans is a healthy book. There's a lot of teaching in Romans. I'm going to be doing some more out of there soon. But go look at those scriptures. Romans chapter 1. Romans chapter 2 and Romans chapter 3, and look at the whole possible things that are being spoken there. Look at the whole context and and see how your life equates in there. How's God speaking to you about who you are following him today? I don't want you to wind up short of the goal. I want want to see you do everything that God's given you to do. Amen. We love you. God bless you guys. 
Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for your support, your prayers. If you can support us financially, man, that's awesome. All of our giving links are on the webpage, on Facebook page. You can support us right here on the podcast. Uh, pray for us, please. Pray that God continues to move on us, continues to lead us, continues to guide us down the path he wants us to go on. 2022 is going to be an interesting year. You hear me keep saying that. I'm going to keep saying it because God keeps stirring my spirit, keeps stirring my heart, and I believe there's more to come. I, we're not anywhere near the end yet. God's in the midst, and God's going to do something big. You don't want to miss out. Amen. We love you. God bless you. We'll talk to you again real soon.